Hey, 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 what do you say? Gonna support a podcast today. That's a song you should be singing to yourselves as you sign up to join the Lions of Liberty Pride for as little as $2 a month. Yes, you too can be part of this fantastic club of luminaries, intelligent libertarian leaders, and also just layabouts who enjoy laughing at memes and other conversation. So get in there before we do our next round of debate recap shows. We're going to stream those live to the Pride. That is, of course, next week. And uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, don't be a free rider, you sons of bitches. Or do. I, you know, I, I don't really care. But hey, I, uh, I like money. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. All right, welcome to Electric Liberty Land episode number 134. And this is a very special episode. In that I have some special guests. This is a Libertarians in Living Rooms drinking liquor episode. And I'm very happy to bring in uh, one man who has has become, he's gone public. He's become a public figure after hiding behind a a pseudonym name. I I don't even know what you call it, an alias for so long. He is now out in the open. And I'm with another man who was out in the open. I could see him uh, bright and shining in the sun at Porkfest, and now he's just sitting in the dark like a goddamn criminal testifying against the mod boss. But anyway, the first man is a man you know him, you love him, uh, you adore his memes, and you probably adore his wife. Uh, that is Pete Mance Raider Raymond. Pete, welcome back to Electric Liberty Land. It's good to be here, man. It's been a while. It has, it has. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And the second man I mentioned is... Alex Horseman of Ammo.com, who I hung out with at Porkfest with the rest of the boys, and uh, we had, had some uh, some adventures. So, Alex, welcome. Your first appearance on Electric Liberty Land. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Sorry, uh, sorry the sun's not out here for you to see my cute face. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's this is an audio podcast, so describe yourself whoever you like. I uh, <laughs> often respond, often describe myself as some some mixture between Brad Pitt and. Uh, I don't know. Who, who else is an incredibly attractive man? Anybody want to venture somebody else that you think I, I would match up with? Milton Berle? Yes. Nailed it. And I, I, I presume you say Milton Berle because he is a notoriously huge dick. <laughs> Which is true, by the way. Sure. <laughs> Not that I know firsthand, but people do say that Milton Berle has a huge cock. So, uh, Pete, what are you drinking over there in, uh, in your, your studio? 20-year-old you Bushmills. Excellent. So that's the lie. What's the truth? <laughs> fucking Pinot Grigio. That's <laughs> all right, man. Hey, I'm drinking. I'm drinking the same thing. I'm drinking like a, I think it's like a very light rosé. And I usually drink martinis on this show or beer, but I'm out of beer because I've been trying not to buy as much beer at home. So I'm trying to like pare down a little bit of, uh, of my uh, my little tummy tummy sack here. So I usually drink straight martinis, but my wife's giving me the hardcore biz because you know we're recording this on a Tuesday. And she's like, I don't want you getting martini hammered on Tuesday night because then I got to deal with it. So I've downgraded to wine. Well, anyway, Alex, what about you, man? What are you drinking? Cheap, cheap champagne. I actually, wow. this, yeah, this is all we have in the house. So it's, that is what I had. I had to fit, you know, I had to drink something and that's all we had. <laughs> I applaud it. I, uh, I applaud it twice as much because frankly, that's going to give you the worst hangover of the three of us by <laughs> a million. <laughs> I mean, Ugh. very true. Nothing beats cheap champagne, man. The bubbly that you're going to be feeling those bubbles in your brain tomorrow morning, and you're going to be puking up straight sugar. So okay. enjoy. Thank you we for the pre- vote of confidence. Yeah, well, I appreciate <laughs> your sacrifice. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> so, so Pete, I still want to call you Mance. I prefer I prefer Mance. Uh, it's got such a ring to it. Uh, Pete, so you're talking about you're down in Mises University, right? Hanging hanging with the boys of Liberty. And uh, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me your grievances. Tell me your uh, any adventurous stories you want to share with us before we start hitting the hard topics here on this drinking episode of Electric Liberty Land. There is a lot of alcohol at Mises <laughs> University. <laughs> there are abundant amounts of alcohol. Is it like it's University. in Alabama, right? So is it like moonshine? Yeah. People are pulling out of their their you know the crooks of their no, shoes. You know, Does anybody have a wooden leg with a cork in the side of it? Because that would be the fucking best. Actually, they had um, they had kegs of Yingling, which is pretty. <laughs> my favorite. You just said that my favorite thing I've ever heard. <laughs> kegs of Yingling, and then uh, just random bottles of wine. 
sitting around. And then, you know, there, there, there is a, a college bar right next door. So we'd shoot over there and then there's hotel bars and then there's, there, there's, there, there's a lot to do there as far as drinking goes. It is a college town. Well, I was going to say, is it a, co- is it a, but this is like, is it, is it in Auburn? Like Auburn, like the main, the huge school everybody knows Auburn. Dude, the Mises, the, when you walk out the front door of the Mises Institute, the stadium is across the street. Oh, interesting. Wow. We, okay. And you walk and <laughs> libertarians there, walk out, they see the stadium. They're like, <laughs> like putting up fucking crosses, like vampires. <laughs> and if you um, like judge Napolitano talked at the school and it was only a, a, a three minute walk to one of the to one of the uh, halls there so i mean it's like literally the mises institute used to be in auburn university hmm. in the 80s so i mean it's right there i mean it's i mean <laughs> you, you can't miss it when you when you drive right out there's there's um fraternities right down the street oh, okay, you know, nice. you know, just a couple places just a couple uh, buildings down was it which which university was it? It wasn't Auburn, was it? Where there was a, a specific grant issued where they were supposed to hire uh, Austrian economic professors. It was University of Missouri, and then if they oh, didn't, the zoo, that's right. It was supposed oh, to go to no way. Yeah, yeah. They, okay. they, that's where I went to college, and so I've taught. Well, you should be pissed. Write them a fucking letter, man, as an alumni. <laughs> <laughs> So it got it didn't get passed or what? Tell me the story. Oh, oh, dude, Alex, listen to this shit. So basically, what happened was that this you know very wealthy man is a multimillionaire left a large grant to uh, Mizzou and basically said you need to hire professors that are in, you know economic professors or I guess it could have been a, a well primarily economics, but um, they have to be Austro economics uh, centric. They have to be you know disciples of Mises. They have okay. to really. You know, be ver- well versed and not just versed in it, like they know what it is, but actually be people that are advocates for it. And that was his. That was what he stipulated. And they're like, okay, great, we'll take the twenty million, pretend they're going to hire people, and then they hire four other professors or whatever it was that have zero basis in Austro-economic uh, or Austro-economics. They have zero basis in Mises, uh, and you know, no knowledge or interest in teaching it. So basically, now they're saying, huh. "Well, screw you! Give us the money back. We're not going to go with this because you didn't help up your end of the bargain." And one of them, yeah. one of them is anti-capitalist, and his his thing was if you if they didn't do it, the money went to Hillsdale College, right? So Hillsdale College is actually the one that's doing the suing right now because obviously the money should go to them because yeah, okay. they they decided, oh, we're not going to have any. We're not going to have any people who believe in capitalism teaching here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, I just noticed I, I for some reason maybe I've already had too much wine. I want I, I wanted to keep going. Aust- like, I wanted to say like the Austrian Hungary Empire. <laughs> Every time I said instead of just saying Austrian economics, I wanted to hyphenate it. Anyway, uh, sorry, Alex, go. Ahead. <laughs> uh, I was just going. I'm I'm looking it up now because I graduated with a degree in. Um, economics and business. So I'm curious to find out what if I had any of the professors. That's fine. Um, I bet you did. I mean, because they're this is not like in the last year. You know, this is like they were, they've been there for a few years. So you probably had at least a few run-ins with with one of those four professors that they hired. Yeah, yeah, well, all, I'm sorry, Alex. Uh, I was going to say I was actually pretty surprised. It was pretty right leaning or like an Austrian viewpoint when I was there. Wow. Um, I remember one professor I had that was very far left and I praised Ben Bernanke for quantitative easing. But <laughs> for the most part, everybody else was actually pretty Austrian uh, viewpoint, which is what got me into like a libertarian uh, view. So, oh, wow. Well, don't let the people at Hillsdale College hear that because they're going to try to put a hit out on you. You're the, you're the <laughs> counter witness that they're going to call. They're going to like, and we're going to have Alex Horseman come on over here. Uh, he was converted to libertarianism <laughs> from the program. I also That's read kind of, I, I read about my professors a lot before I chose classes. So <laughs> maybe I put myself in biased classrooms as well. Hmm. Well, that's, that's way more uh, reading up on than I did in any portion of college. I think just you reading about the professors is more reading than I did in college. And I was an English major. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see how that shakes out then. But um. But yeah, so you're saying, uh, so Pete, you're saying that that uh, Bob Bob Murphy was there, and I was joking because I was saying that he just got married, and of course, when you're just married, you can, you know, your spouse is more willing to go with you to things than they would be uh, later in life. So Tom had to go home to his children, 
and his wife, but Bob was able to drag his new bride there. And uh, where would you rank her on one to 10? What do you give her? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're done here. <laughs> you know what? Bob doesn't listen off? to this show. He's not. He's Signing not off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no orgies at, at Mises University is what you're telling me. Not that I saw. Yeah. All right. Well, anybody else? I saw Dave Smith was there, right? He's, yeah. uh, he's hanging up. Yeah. 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 We had a good time. It was, uh, went out and got some food and did some drinking and, um, yeah, enjoyed the place. Um, I was there. It was a work vacation for me because I'm shooting this documentary and my guys, my, my co-producers were there from Tuesday through Friday. And most of that time was spent up in the library set up, just dragging people up to interview them. So, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so but 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 there was still drinking going on <laughs> in the library stacks you're up there <laughs> co-eds are walking around the corner oh. and it's you guys drunk for the oh, video I, camera the lectures i did go to i was walking in with the red solo cup <laughs> nice yeah that's awesome though that's what it's all about you know it's like you know pork when we were at pork fest same thing just drinking all day long you know go to go to talks go to whatever it's awesome like drinking fosters communication right and especially for libertarians who may be a little bit more awkward than others and in interacting interpersonally <laughs> let the liquor flow man yeah th th yes th th i mean i i have a touch of the autism too so it's uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it helps believe me oh yeah for sure and alex so hey, wait, alex where are you right now you're not in Panama, right? Where'd you tell me you were? I always already fucking forgot. Portugal? I'm in Portugal right now. Yeah. Nice. So nice. In Portugal. How's the climate in Portugal, both uh, from a temperature standpoint and also politically? Um, politically, I am not too sure, actually. Um, you know, China actually bought a lot of their debt during the crisis a few years back. And so mm -hmm. you, you'll find um, random Chinese stores here mm -hmm. that. Um, it's because they give them tax free. They can sell products tax free here. So you'll find a lot of Chinese. Um, but then weather, it's amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful right now. It's high season, which is actually kind of annoying, and everybody and their mother is here. Um, <laughs> but it's still beautiful. I can't complain. Yeah, nice. Because I was wondering, what's it like, you know, that you're so Portugal's what, right next to Brazil? And now. No. Portugal is right next to Spain. <laughs> Spain, that's right. Well, it says, I know the Brazilian, Brazilians speak Portuguese, but that's because they got invaded by Portugal, right? And then, you know, I don't the know. The best part was you asked me what time zone I was in. Yeah, I don't know. And I, and I, I told you plus five hours from New York, and you were like, oh, okay, so you're only plus three I, hours I was thinking, I, I was like, thinking. I don't know how that I thought you were saying you were plus five from me or plus five from, I don't know. Look, don't ask me that. This is not my job. I'm not a guy who works with clocks or maps. I'm a guy who talks to people. That's my job. I'm a guy that makes things happen in public relations. I'm a guy that gets drunk. So let's just concentrate on getting drunk and talking. God damn it. I'm not here to be grilled by you two assholes. All right. Well, <laughs> with that... Now that I know I'm an asshole, I mean, it's not like you didn't tell me anything I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just you know, stating the obvious. All right, so I, I, I sent a bunch of shit through, you know, just kind of current event stuff. Um, so first things uh, I wanted to get into is just kind of a fun one to ease us into uh, to the conversation here. You guys saw this story about Berkeley instituting the, the, first, I, the first one I've heard of anyway. That might have existed somewhere else, but the first gendered language laws as far as what people can refer to uh, manpower as a word, manholes, no more police men. They're not allowed to refer to these things by their known names in municipal codes. So now manhole will be replaced with maintenance hole and manpower will be replaced with the junior <laughs> neutral phrase that rolls off the tongue, human effort. Uh, gentlemen, what are, what are your thoughts on these fantastic advances for our society uh, i'll go with pete first and i'll go down well I'm, I'm just thinking of what my my nickname would be now since it's mance so what <laughs> what is Zance, maybe like a, or an x Zance. <laughs> i mean only you can only get away with this in a college town i mean try to come to atlanta and get people to do this yeah. i mean or, or one of the burbs here 
And this is just ridiculous. I mean, it's just, I mean, when I see this, I, I mean, I can tell, I knew it was California. Oh yeah. I mean, you just, it's, it's an easy guess. I mean, this is just, it's really just Mm -hmm. people pushing to see how far they can go and what they can get away with. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just push back against them, ridicule the hell out of them. (laughs) I mean, you can't, what are you going to do? Have a conversation with these people? So you just make, make them look like fools. And that's pretty much all you can do. Yeah. Alex thoughts. Um, You know, honestly, it kind of just reminds me of a story. Uh, I was back home. I was at a coffee shop doing a little bit of work and I looked over me and this guy kind of made eye contact. We could tell that we both worked online and, I believe he struck up the conversation and we got to know each other. And he said that he just moved back from Seattle where he was working at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I had to leave. He was like, yeah, it was great pay. I had great benefits. He was like, but I just had to leave because I literally could not keep up with the political correct movement. And he was like, every single week. It was like literally every single week. Like It was like the left was cannibalizing themselves. It was like, you can't be like politically correct enough. Yeah. And this guy gets up and quits his six figure job at Microsoft. <laughs> That's a bull. Because it's so, That's bull. Yeah. But you know what? It's like, it reminds me of office space. You know, instead of the TPS reports, it's your gender, your general neutral pronoun <laughs> reports. You, uh, Peter, did you see your, uh, your G- GNR reports? Uh, you got to attach those for the document. Make sure you use X's instead of H's. Thanks a lot. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay. Um, you know, the, the thing that pissed off with this, I mean, it's just, it's fucking insane on every level. It's just, but it's so stupid too. It's like, you're trying to replace shit that number, nobody cares about except the most fringe of fringe. Like anybody stopping and opposing to the phrase manhole. And by the way, um, I'm not seeing a lot of women go down these holes in general. Just you know, throw that out there. You know, I'm sure they, I'm sure there's gotta be some <laughs> female workers out there climbing into sewers and lifting up manholes in the street. I'm sure they exist. I don't see them often. So I get why they name it manhole to begin with. But also I just think about, now they're going to go through, are they going to go through and like spend all this time as a government and have fucking people go through and, and like etch out, you know, scratch out like the FBI with black Barker on the fucking municipal codes and write in new ones. Are they going to spend the man hours? Oh, wait, the human effort hours to go through and redo all these fucking documents. Like what a waste of time. Like all this, what a waste of fucking time and effort. Why? For what purpose? Uh, I mean, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I work for an international company, and the international companies that were were big on this before you know anyone was here. They, I mean, they've been doing this for a while, especially yeah. European countries companies, and they don't go this far. I mean, it's <laughs> no, this is just ridiculous. Well, I think it's funny too. You know, it's like phrase like mailbox, right? M A I L, but still could offend somebody. Sounds like mail. But if you change it to, I mean, actually, I think it'd be hilarious if they change it to female box, because then every time you put male in there, you're just thinking of the vagina every time. Well, you know, and I've known a couple of women who are manholes, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We've all known a few women who are manholes. <laughs> but I love it. It's just, you know, just to wrap this, uh, this city up, too. They're also replacing gendered pronouns, such as he and she, with they. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, again, it, small changes, but vital and then this quote is just fantastic, right? Uh, this is from council member Rigel Robinson, presumably named after Rigel Seven from Star Trek. Uh, having a male-centric municipal code is inaccurate and not reflective of our reality. Women and non-binary individuals are just as entitled to accurate representation. Our laws are for everyone, and our municipal code should reflect that. So. Bold, bold statements. Stunning and brave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Yeah, on, the world. yeah anything else that just gen- anything else on, on the changing of municipal codes? And also, you know, wait, actually, like I said, these things always go off the rails. I want to talk about this story too. I didn't send it to you guys, but and I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, especially Alex. Is you're, I don't know what news you're seeing over in, in Portugal. Um, but this <laughs> I still story- have the internet. It's probably all coming through in Portuguese. It's all probably So George uh, fucking news, or whoever that uh, Brazilian singer is. Um, So this story came out though, and it was about uh, a transgender. It is a man who's dressed as a woman, right? And I guess I don't know if he has real tits or fake tits, but he goes into these estheticians' parlors where you get waxes, right? And he goes in, 
sits down and it's like spreads his legs to like wax me up, wax these balls. And uh, they have a policy that they only do women, number one. And then the esthetician's like, I don't want to do it. I don't know. And it's also a legal thing where like you're not, it's a different kind of training, I guess. To And understandably, the vagina's got flaps. The ball's got ridges. You don't want the same person doing the same thing. No, I don't think you have to be licensed for it, but at least trained differently. So she walks out. And now this fucker is suing her. And here's the key part for me. 19 or 20 others that he's also had this experience with. So... Thoughts, Alex. Uh, you first. Is this a legitimate gripe? Should should she, should this woman have to wax the balls? Number one, and uh, number two, is this guy just a goddamn scammer trying to sue people to get money and uh, and make a big stink? And does he seek people out that he knows are going to reject him because they have a policy on doing so? Yeah, I mean, number one, I think it's not even a question of legality. It's just it's their business, right? It's their private business. They can do what they want with it. And I don't like you have no say whatsoever. I can turn away whoever I want. Yeah. And so I mean that answer is one. And then it's just put two, a sign up that says leave like your balls at the door. Yeah, exactly. And he, he sounds like a scammer. Maybe like some lawyer contacted him and was like, Hey, I think I can get this um to prove in a, a case, or maybe he's just a jerk who's just trying to get a little bit of money. So yeah. I'm I'm reminded of a salon in Hallandale, Florida that I saw a bunch of years ago that was called D's Cuts. And it was D-E-E-Z-K-U-T-Z. <laughs> and I knew exactly what they were referring to, and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but, um, I mean, just, what do you just walk through the front door and just fucking drop your nuts on the, <laughs> on the counter? And it's like, there we go. Yeah, I don't. I mean, How about well, these? is it better? I, that, that would be better though than right than like the the uh, the bait and switch or the taint and switch as it I, might be. I, I I doubt anyone in that place was going. Oh yeah, that's a check. No, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you see this, if you see this guy, I, and I I don't have the story in front of me. I I could I could pull it up, but I'm too lazy to do it. Um, it's it's a it does not look anything like a a woman. If we're being honest, it looks like a man in drag, very much so. And which, um, which I completely support unless yeah. you're going unless you're going around and like bakery shopping to get someone to bake you. I mean, that's exactly what this sounds like. It sounds like just yeah. running around yeah. trying to trying to get attention for themselves. And, hey, maybe this person will be doing a rap song or something like that. But I was going to say earlier about the whole gender pronoun things. Um, it, I, it helps me out a lot because I can't remember people's names. So I'm always just like, Hey, you there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is a brave new world when it comes to uh, referring people as, you know, it's a tiger is uh, good for anything. Anybody champ <laughs> is good. Uh, buddy though, will get you in trouble. No more saying, no more calling people buddy. But yeah, it just it it does seem like this person like you got, I think we're all on the same page here. It seems like this is a person looking to get a reaction, looking to to get a, a lawsuit going because it's like when you see 20 people on a on a lawsuit and and it's not like a company, it's like 20 different individual estheticians like how many okay, how many places did you go to to get these 20? You know, it's like, well, I don't I want to hear that. What were the stats? How many places did you go? They're like, yeah, we'll wax your balls, whatever. You know, not a big deal. And yeah, do what you want. I don't care. Address how you want. Wear what you want. I don't give a shit. But yeah, it's a private Garrett. business. They can turn you away. And and you know, it's like one of those things. It's like you're aggressively uh, trying to make your lifestyle choice into someone else's problem from a legal standpoint, which is bullshit. Well, and guaranteed that they found places that would do it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a capitalist. I mean, now if I owned, if I owned a place that would do this and the people who work for me said, no, I'm not, yeah, not, I'm not doing it. Then I would respect them, but I would surely pull them aside and say, please do that. Um, because I like money. Right. right exactly. And, or maybe you have a, maybe you have a specialist that's just like, I'll do them both. I don't care. You know, yeah, it's like anything. If you have, I'm sure of any, any job, you know, you manage people, uh, you know, Alex, I'm not sure if you manage people or not, but people have different preferences as far as what they prefer to do or not to. I mean, when I was in kitchens, you know, I was like a, a quasi manager, I got manager offered to me at Hooters, by the way, turned it down. But, uh, Surprise. you know, you know, you, you people that are like, some people don't like handling raw chicken. Right. And so you're in the kitchen, like, all right, fine. 
You don't want to handle raw chicken. You think it's gross. Fine. You go chop the vegetables, whatever. Personal preferences. If raw chicken has to be handled and you're the only person there, maybe I'm like, look, man, you just got to suck it up and handle the raw chicken. You can quit right now or you can go handle the chicken, AKA this man's balls. But either way, it makes a lot of sense that this, that if, again, if it's a different thing, if she's worried about hurting him, I mean, again, I, I, would you want somebody with as two gentlemen with balls and dicks, as far as I know, would you want some woman who's never waxed the dick and balls before to go down and, and be ripping shit off of you? I wouldn't. What does she look like? I, you know, that's a very good question. I don't know. <laughs> I guess you could roll the dice depending. <laughs> I'm curious to know if she actually went around to all these places. You know, they, yeah, I, well, I, places. <laughs> I, well, I guarantee if you see this, this, uh, shim, you would, you would remember. It's Zer, ma'am. Zer, ma'am, ma'am, Zer. Mim, Mim. That's a good one. The secret of Mim. That's the secret of Mim. Am I making too many eighties? This is too young for Alex. Too old for Alex. You ever seen the secret <laughs> of Mim about rats? It's like a cartoon movie about rats. Yes. Jesus yeah, he's, Christ. He's too yeah, young. No. You get it, Pete. No. You're on board with me. That's the secret of 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 uh, Shim is the balls. Ugh. Okay, moving on, moving on. So let's talk about this because I love it. Uh, Bernie Sanders campaign <laughs> running on, <laughs> running as all the Democrats are. Voice. Oh yeah, <laughs> running on the fifteen dollar <laughs> minimum wage platform, and which is not enough for some people because uh, what was it, uh, Talib or Talib or whatever her name is. Uh, she's running on a, on 15 is not enough. $20, not, not just 15, but Bernie Sanders minimum wage is his big thing. And of course it comes out as it did in his last campaign too, that he is not even paying his own workers $15 an hour. And not only that, but now he says that they're going to make sure they get $15 an hour. And the most recent stories I've read say that, well, that might be true. And of course these, these, they have a union that negotiated this wage for themselves and also didn't get the job done, which is too funny. But the latest reports is that they might get a $15 wage, but they're also going to be cutting hours. So, uh, <laughs> all right, well, Pete, go ahead. You're, you're laughing. Uh, go ahead. Take it away. I mean, when I heard this, I was just like, isn't this what we said was going to happen in Seattle and New York and all these places? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, everybody was like pissed off at us. No, no, no. These people won't do that. They, um, well, they did it and everything. And then, of course, the chief cuck who wants to, you know, who in charge of this, what does he do? He does exactly what we said he was going to do. I mean, it's just so perfect. And I love the fact that, um, you know, I don't really follow. I, I try to stay off of Twitter ever since I've been kicked off, but, um, <laughs> are you still off? I thought you were back on. Yeah, I'm back on, but it's not my, it's not my original account. Not your favorite. Um, Cause Jen's yeah. on there 24 seven, man. I don't even know. Yeah, I, know. I, I don't know how she does that. <laughs> I, I don't know how she handles that. I don't but, know um, but she, but she told me, she said, yeah, over there, he's catching shit from his own people for saying that mm-hmm. because he's just, he, he, he just clarified what, we, you know, hey, exactly what we said <laughs> was going to happen. I mean, <laughs> Jesus well, it's just, what, it's did, just, what did Dave say? What, what, what did Dave say at um, one of his jokes at, uh, at Mises University was? He's, um, said Bernie Sanders became a millionaire writing a book about how millionaires suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> Literally. It's true. <laughs> Literally, yeah. And now he's, yeah, he's going through. And like I said, he's, you know, he's paying his employees less than their average. And again, I love the union angle involved here, too. So, all right, Alex, go ahead. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously it's comical, right? And I think you're going to see more of this start to appear as we get closer to the election time. Uh, they're going to, you know, push for human rights and all this good stuff um, pertaining to how much minimum wage. Um, but I think it's fine. I'm going to go on a tangent here because I've read this and I always go back to the same thing when I read um, work around this. But I just kind of feel bad for people that have this mentality that it's give me give me give me mm-hmm. because it, it, you're constantly asking um and you'll never be happy you'll never be satisfied you'll always want more like humans want to establish a heroism and self-actualization and meeting inside themselves you go on to do this and you you're always handed stuff you never develop a skill you never build anything and there's mm-hmm. no meaning in it ah oh, you froze right in the middle and of your speech goes downhill you throw so, right in the most hands out about it. It just, oh, did I? Did I? <laughs> well, it get, uh, you get through. It's like, well, I, I think too. we got I the gist of it. 
Well, we got the gist of it. It's like, yeah, but I, and I agree with that. It's kind of like, you know, Adam Carolla talks about that a lot too on his podcast is just, you know, getting, yeah, you, you want to be able to build something. And I, and I think that that comes into play in a large part, I think with a lot of the, the different careers that exist today too, where people expect, they expect to be handed something and then they're unfulfilled. Or, you know, like for me, I do PR for a living, right? I'm sitting around, I type some emails, I send some shit out. Even when I have a victory, I'm like, great. I booked it or I got a new client. I'm like, yeah. Then I'm like, ah, but at the end of the day, you know, I got this newspaper article. I can put it on the wall if I want. But it's not like, you know, I want something like tangible. Like I built that. Ah, that thing. I made that thing. So it's kind of similar to that. Yeah, you want that recognition. You want that reward. And yeah, if people are just continuously giving you stuff, you are definitely unfulfilled. And what happens when you're unfulfilled? It's like the, the addiction to Amazon, right? You constantly need more. Oh, so you're always yeah. going to be asking for more. Oh, 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 I know about addiction to Amazon. Don't, let's not talk about that. <laughs> well, beard trimmer clearly look, has not been a word yet. Look at all this, all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, I mean, it's, it's totally, it, everything you said there, it rings very true. And also what I love uh, about this story as well is just cracking me up is that, you know, we talk about the left eating themselves. This is, this is the Democratic campaigners eating themselves by virtue of costing themselves money. Like this whole fight for yeah, 15 yeah. thing. They're, they're political campaigns. You're trying to pay staffers nationwide to run this campaign. Bernie Sanders just cost himself probably 15 staff because he can't pay them now because it's like $2, whatever, however that amortizes around nationwide uh, campaigns. Now the rest of them have to keep pace. All the rest of them have to pay their fucking employees $15 an hour. So you're going to see more layoffs throughout these people's staffs. So it's just like you're, you're literally taking your own business down from the inside. It's just making it easier for Trump or maybe Justin Amash, we'll see, to come in and, and do some damage. Mm -hmm. Justin Amash, huh? Oh, you're not a fan? We could get into some Amash. I don't know. I had um I had the conversation with Michael Heiss about um about Justin Amash, so we, when he was on my show and I just spent the last week with him too at at Mises University. You know, it's the whole thing about who can get on the stage? Can yeah. Justin Amash get on the stage? Okay, that you know, I'm I'm a Jacob Hornberger guy myself, um, but they're not. They're probably not going to let Jacob Hornberger on the stage no. because Jacob Hornberger can destroy anyone who else who's up there with him. Problem is, is does Amash get up there, look like a fool, not know how to tr not know how to handle Trump's absolute garbage? And then just another another example of libertarianism looking like you know looking like crap on the national stage. See, that's where I think I actually think, and I and I think you know hardly anything of ninety percent of of uh, politicians and people, but I actually think Amash would be okay up there. I think he's got a lot more fight to him than people realize, and I think that he might be pretty good on stage versus Trump. Just because I mean, really, Trump's going to be like either way. I don't think Amash is going to win. Right. Can we all agree? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think he might be a legitimate, you know, candidate to get like a Ross Perot style 20 percent. Um, you know, there's enough people where he can pull from the, the Democratic side because you've got these insane socialist motherfuckers out there. <laughs> Other than Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden, who's campaigning, his campaign is running against his own policies. Sleepy, sleepy Joe. <laughs> sleepy Joe. Sleepy but, Joe. you know, Amash is going to go up there and, and Trump, you know, he can he can be a principled guy. He can say, I left the party. That's going to appeal to a lot of centrists. He can, you know, he can pull Democrats that don't want to go with the socialist aspect of things because he can say he wants to impeach Trump or he's, you know, he's always been for impeaching Trump, that he wants to end the wars. He's a big anti-war guy. He wants to, uh, you know, he wants to rein in the deficit, which will appeal to the GOP, especially after Trump just approved this massive fucking spending bill that's going to add on trillions of dollars. I'm telling you, man, if there's a time, I thought it was last election, but Gary Johnson derped it up out there with fucking Bill <laughs> Weld, uh, you know, jerking Hillary Clinton's cock off in the back. Derp is a derp is very yeah. kind. That's very kind. <laughs> that's, that's Gary Johnson's religion. It's called derpism. Uh, you mean, go to the top I mean, of a mountain and then you just fall off. I mean, he's, I'm better than him high than when he's sober. Oh, God, totally. <laughs> he's totally. terrible. I mean, can you... Have you ever have you ever seen interviews with him when he's high? I think I saw one one when he was high. That was pretty scary. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty scary. <laughs> but what do you think that? It. What, so if you're going to say though, okay, you got a mosh, you got you know all the benefits I just laid out. 
And he's got a good, you know, good record. And he's, you know, he's an established candidate. So people know they're getting, maybe they're shy about having a Trump stay in there again, you know, coming in out of nowhere. Do you think that is a better chance for libertarian to make an impact this election cycle versus last election cycle? We don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. Those epic words from Archilochus can sum up your ability to succeed or fail in business. I want to recommend Conversation Mat Time to our listeners as a way to hone your one-on-one conversation skills in a role-playing session that can help take you to the next level. During 25-minute sessions, you'll work through the best way to approach that raise, that interview, or that relationship with a practice professional that will provide the confidence and experience you need to get paid what you're worth or take that interpersonal risk you've never been able to conquer. Just like in jiu-jitsu, the difference between a novice and a black belt is mat time. Train to win. Visit conversationmattime.com and take advantage of a free 15-minute consultation just for listeners of this show. Got out. Ten more seconds of dead silence, please. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, w- I would say yes, but the thing is, I, like, I have, I don't have a lot of confidence at all. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> still have yet to hit the double digits. We we're about to do it last yeah. year. Um, and it didn't work out, so I'm not, I'm not going to put money on it. I, I would say yes, but I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't happen. My Here's the thing. It's how do you handle yourself when Trump starts talking about his dick? I mean, I, that's... I bet Amash could reach out to uh, Ivanka and get some tips. Or not Ivanka, not Ivanka. <laughs> <laughs> I meant, I meant uh, what, was the first, what was his first wife's name? Ivana. Uh, first wife? First wife. Ivana? Ivana, right? Ivana Trump? Ivanka's his daughter. He's been married okay. four times. How am I supposed to keep track well, of that? That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of advice out there on how to handle Trump's <laughs> dick. <laughs> you got, you got uh-huh. deep benches you could pull from. Amash will be like, look to the three. He should bring, oh my God, remember how Trump brought oh like my God. The, the people when he was debating Hillary Clinton that were, like, that were Bill's rape victims? He should bring, Amash should bring all of Trump's ex-wives out to the debates. You know he's going <laughs> to, you know if Amash is up there, that, that fucker might actually like start making Palestinian terrorist comments. He might. He might, which, hey, bring it on, right? And, Amash, <laughs> and that's a great thing to do. Amash can say he's a fucking minority, too. He could be like, I'm a non-white candidate. <laughs> oh, immigrants, a, a son of immigrants. I'm telling you, man, and he's, and he's, a, I mean, he's not a household name, but he's a known enough quantity. I, I'm telling you, I really think if Amash, if Amash wants to run in the LP, I will be all for him. I will become a delegate, and I will go to the fucking, I'm going to be at the convention table. I'll become a delegate. And I'll go and fucking cast my vote for him, man. I, I think he gives us the best chance forward this uh, in this election cycle by far. Are you going to go to Austin? I'll be there. Yeah, we're, we're, we're officially going to be there. Okay. I'm going. Jen wants to go. I'm, I still haven't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What, well, you can just I don't know Childerberg. I don't know where. The, yeah, I know. That's yeah. Or or with Scott. But, you know, Scott says Scott says he won't join the LP unless Jacob Hornberger get, uh, runs. Maybe he could be VP. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know yet because the documentary may be coming out right around that time. Um, and I I just don't know. Jen wants to go. If Jen wants to go, then I'll probably. So wait, what's the what, real quick aside? So what's the documentary on? Uh, it's called The Monopoly on Violence. So we're doing a. We're 90 minutes. Um, first 20 to 25 minutes is going to be on the history of how nation states came into existence. And we'll show that, you know, it's not a very old phenomenon, hmm. um, yeah, that it's quite young. Uh, the next 20 to 25 minutes, the goal is to show the absolute worst things that they do. Ruby Ridge, Waco, concentrate on wars. Uh, prohibition, war on mm. drugs, all that kind of stuff. And then the ending is to be um, talk about Austro-libertarianism, anarcho-capitalism, and you know we'll be using mm. like Michael Bolden and Tom Woods talking about um, nullification. Bolden? And, uh, Are you going to come out to LA? Are you doing an interview with them? We have, um, we actually have somebody who's uh, part of the crew who lives in San Diego. So um, 
and he has equipment and he's actually going to be doing the editing on it. So we'll just have him drive up and ah, it's too bad. To I say it could kill out. Why would I want to go to California? Why would I want to? I, 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 I grew up in New York. Why would I want to go out there? <laughs> in an outburger, although you saw that in an outburger sitting on the street <laughs> in New York City, right? <laughs> what do you think? Is it a random weirdo frozen in an outburger just to fuck with people and put it on the street? Or do you think it's a viral marketing stunt? Alex, you're in digital marketing. What do you think? This is your yeah. ballywick. <laughs> I have not, I have no idea about a random in an out burger in New York. <laughs> you should start fucking bringing random in and out burgers to places you visit and putting a bullet in it with an ammo.com flag on it. If you were smart and good at your job, you'd be doing that. You know Dude. what? You want a job, Brian? You want my job? <laughs> I do want your job. All you do is fucking world travel and probably bang chicks. Sounds like a wonderful That's career. I work a lot, Brian. Okay, what am I doing right now? I'm talking to you. That's true. This is technically work. You can visit our website and go to the ammo.com banner. Get 20% off. There's the plug. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. Well, anyway, so, yeah, that's, I'll There's have you plug. back on when the documentary comes out, obviously. But, no, I will um, – no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to Austin. I'm definitely going to the LNC uh, convention. And – yeah, man, I don't know. I I, uh, I would be well, excited for Amash again. There, I think we'd get far more traction with Gary Johnson. And unlike Gary Johnson, Amash, he knows his shit, man. He doesn't really get fucking tripped up much. I mean, he's a really smart dude. Hmm. No, and I understand that. I think Amash is great on on the. Um, I mean, he's not an handicap on the on the, but... on the. Oh, I know on the issues. I think Amash is great. I just worry how anybody reacts when that lunatic when he goes into lunatic mode i mean if you can take down a sociopath like hillary clinton i mean if you can make her choke on her own words and just not know what to do who knows what you can do with somebody who actually has a conscience yeah no, I mean it's it'd be kind. Of, <laughs> I well, mean, it, 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 it's it's a good argument, man. He took down he took down a friggin' serial killer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's point. true. That is true. Point. All right. Well, let's. You know, I'm going to skip over one. I I'm going to skip over the uh, the house blocking arms sales to Saudi Arabia, or they're voting to block it, which you'll, it'll yeah, that just vetoed. that just sounds way too serious. To it does. It 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 really it's <laughs> irrelevant because Trump will just veto it anyway. Um, so let's oh, skip guy, over that, that guy sucks so much Saudi dick. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's no. fucking. He, he he literally sucks that whole, that giant glowing ball they have that he's touching. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and which, of course, that giant glowing ball the Saudis tried to bring it into the esthetician. She refused to wax it. Be- best meme off of that whole picture yeah. was somebody took that picture of him and all the people standing around and put the Megadeth Symphony of Destruction <laughs> on it. It's the best thing I ever saw. I mean, that's like Area 51. Actually, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. So I'm going to save Area 51 for later. Um, <laughs> okay, so, you know, we're talking about Trump. Boris Johnson, what do you think of him? Because it's just fucking... I, I like fucking haircut. It's it, He looks like the owner of the of the, the Oakland Raiders, like with this crazy bowl cut. And he's he's clearly balding in the front. It's just ridiculous looking. But I love that we now have hair. Yeah, the the blonde hair looks like it's dyed from a bottle. But I love that we've got two psychotic, blustering presidents now, or prime minister and president. They're like they can face off. I made this joke on Twitter. It's like we need one more national leader with crazy hair, and we've got a flock of seagulls reunion. Like that's what we're working on now. (laughs) But I but I gotta say this though about Boris, and let me know what you guys think about it. I actually like him. I mean, he's. He's not perfect, but I like that he is fighting hard for Brexit because Brexit's just like, you know, the fucking people vote to leave this goddamn union with its unofficial, unelected representatives that are drawing money out of the country that are putting regulations like fucking nuts on him. He's like, fuck you. Fights for that shit. He wants, uh, let me see, what it is the platforms? He wants to beat Jeremy Corbyn. All about that. Get that socialist piece of shit out of here. And he wants to, quote unquote, unite the country. That's another thing, but eh. That'll never happen as far as social media exists. So, what are you guys' thoughts on on um, you know Boris here? I mean, I'll, I'll go Alex first. What do you what do you think about old Boris? And how long until they say that Russia was involved in this just because uh, of his he name? Froze on me. Okay. Okay, sorry, Alex. What do you think about <laughs> Boris? <laughs> just because of his name. And and yeah, and is yeah, he going to yeah. attached to Putin because of his name? Um. So. I honestly don't know much about Boris. The only thing I can say is kind of following up on what you said about Brexit, we'll see come October 31st. 
I believe that's the date he set that, you know, I'm going to leave with or without a plan. Um, we'll see. You know, I've, I've, there's been a lot of talk, but nothing's happened. If he leaves without a plan, I will be very, very, very impressed. Um, not saying whether that's the right decision or not. Um, but besides that, I don't know much about him. Haven't researched him. Just saw the news today um, in the article you sent. Yeah. Pete, what are your thoughts? I mean, anybody who wants to, and, and <clears throat> I got this wrong about a year and a half ago when the whole Catalonia thing was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really, I was just like, ah, you're just trading another state for another, but it really comes down to whatever you want to do. Um, it's choices. Life, liberty is about choices. If they choose to separate, I think it's going to be really difficult for them. Um, they have the national, yeah, you know, the NA, the NHS there. They have an unbelievably huge welfare state that they mm-hmm. can, if they get in trouble, they can lean on uh, the EU for. But um, do it, man. Let everything. If everything just collapses, I mean, you know, it's like yeah. I, I mean, I have it's that collapsitarian in me that's just like you know, hey, let you know, let it all fall down if it's going to fall down. But um, well, you know, the U.S. will pick up the slack. Uh, I guarantee if they need yeah, yeah. slack, well, they will well, give I mean, all the slack they need. Well, and that's like, OK, okay finish up. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I was listening to um, I was reading and Mises said that um, and this was you know, over a century ago. He said that um, yeah, the United States and England are the same thing. They're the same country. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and it's been that way for you know for a very long time. Actually, it's funny that you know the country that you would separate from would become your best ally and always the first one to step into war with you. Yep. Um, but well, yeah, man, I, I hope I hope they do it just just because it would drive people crazy oh, just yeah. to watch people react to it. I mean, I I'm not one who. I hate seeing train wrecks. You know, I do not like seeing people get hurt or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But watching people, especially in the age of Trump, watching people just absolutely lose their shit yep. for something that has no, that's not going to affect their life in the <laughs> least is the greatest thing, man. It is just so much fun to watch. It, it I is. I love it. When, when, when Trump says something and like people just lose their shit and start freaking out and, and, and it, what's better yeah. i mean it's just beautiful it just i mean and it really goes to show that you know evolution might be stepping into a mental illness kind of phase oh i think it's i, I already think it is it's it, it is and, you know the term trump derangement syndrome i think is a very real thing because it's just people are they go manic like it's a man it's like a bipolar thing where they're just triggered and they go into this dark depressive state where they're just manic and insane all the time and it's like it's irrelevant what they do what their background is how intelligent they are they are just gone um, but it's not just uh, one more thing I want to add about Brexit is like, you know, the, the big threats and like Alex is saying, whether this is a good idea or not to leave it, there's all these doom and gloom predictions and all oh, there's a trade relationships. Oh, we're going to you know, be cut off. Bull fucking shit, man. Bullshit. This is like pretending that there's not, that, that capitalism is not alive and well, that trade is not alive and well, that people have too much to lose by not trading with England. Now America will pick up the slack, but to say that they're going to have a uh, chaos and everything's going to collapse on itself as much as I agree. It can be interesting to see. It would say it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. All this is pure bluster to try to fucking scare people into staying into the EU. It is going to fucking bring, and the EU is going to collapse because you already got Italy, right? They're like, fuck mm-hmm. off. You've got, uh, there's another nation state that was like, fuck off. This, all this shit is going to break down. Maybe you're going to have Germany and a couple of the other ones will stick together, but the rest of them are all going to be like, now, peace out. We're done. Hmm. All right. Something, I got, I got something for you real yeah. quick. To go off what Pete was saying was he loves seeing people with Trump deranged syndrome. Mm-hmm. And you asked me earlier about the politics here in Portugal. It reminded me, we went to you know, a couple of buddies, went to a concert last weekend and then also the weekend before that, two completely different concerts. At each of those concerts, there was at least two artists who started like a F Trump chant or some <laughs> sort of like, impeach trump and i was like i am in lisbon portugal right yeah. now why, <laughs> why do they care why do they like, care why is this happening? how many yeah. portuguese are fucking uh, trying to sneak into america it's not like the immigration thing has anything to do with them portuguese people just like come on in we like portuguese come on in here yeah it's yeah, fucking it's right ridiculous 
Fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, all right. So last couple topics. We're we're about uh, we're about up to the wall of our hour. Not that we have a strict hour time limit, but you know, my wife will get mad at me because it's early. It's gonna be dinner time. But last couple of things I want to talk about. It was the anniversary of the moon landing, right? Fifty years. Did we land on the moon? Yes or no? And uh, in my my secondary theory. Did we land on the moon? Yes or no? And do we already have bases on the moon? Who wants to start? Oh. Go ahead. Oh, I was ready to tackle the first question, but not the second. Ah, uh. see, it adds a, it adds a, <laughs> it adds a twist because you're like, okay, fuck that. No, we didn't land on the moon. But then, but what if we did? And just keeping it a secret, building bases on the other side to take advantage of the the uh, geography of it to go farther out into space to drop bombs on other countries from the dark side of the moon to mine the shit out of the moon how do we know that the moon's even there the back side of the moon might be mined hollow by now I, i'm not make you go I'm hmm. alex horseman not alex jones i'm not big into these conspiracies <laughs> <laughs> ah, give me a real-time reaction all right fine just answer the first question did we land I, on I the think, moon yes, or yes no? we landed on the moon all right pete we did not land on the moon. We can't make it through the Van Allen radiation. Ah! And the bases the base on the other side are the lizard people. <laughs> Hillary Clinton goes home. A, a, a children's story I'm writing about her going back to the dark side of the moon. <laughs> all right. And then, all right. So we're talking about uh, lizard people from the moon. Perfect segue into this question. No, lizard people, not Lisbon people. Okay? Not Lisbon people. Uh, although Alex, you'll report back to let us know if they are if the Lisbon people are lizard people as well. Will do. Uh, Area fifty one. Will you <laughs> will you be storming Area fifty one? And is there evidence of aliens at Area fifty one? Whoever wants to start, just, just start yelling. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I will not be storming <laughs> anything there. Um, <laughs> Area 51. Yeah, man, I think I, I I doubt that it's there anymore, but I think there's been I mean all those movies like um Stargate, things mm-hmm. like that. Um if you're under if you're familiar with the term um well, I, w- I was gonna say limited hangout, but that really doesn't uh is it isn't really probably applicable to something like that but when they put out stargate which became was one of my favorite movies one of my favorite tv shows really Kurt russell loved, libertarian yeah um really love stargate atlantis i freaking five seasons of perfection i mean amazing um but when they said when they said nasa you know nasa is really not going to do anything anymore we're not going to i i just i got it in my head that's that what they were doing was they were putting stargate out there because there was like some kind of something to it yeah all right interesting interesting well i will say actually no alex go you gotta you gotta storm era 51 uh, and, yeah, are there, yeah, and are so there alien, is there alien evidence there slash do aliens exist so i think there are 1.5 million people that have signed up to storm area 51. So a solid fifth, 15 will show up. That's <laughs> about the ratio. <laughs> and I will not be one of those 15. Um, <laughs> I think maybe they use the aliens as like, a, that's not necessarily what like gets my mind when I think about area 51. I could almost see it being used as a piece of propaganda. Mm-hmm. I think of like what type of mass destruction and weapon, weapon technology are they hiding in there that's what i'm concerned about um what is aerospace technology too is you know like yeah yeah and and i don't think it's there anymore i think it's like maybe a hundred meters down and or a hundred miles down i I think i think they just showed up look at the light up in the corner oh my god he's being taken (laughs) away the the beam (laughs) they heard me talking about it those of you, I'm gonna, I, you know, I decided I'm gonna share this video because it's too funny. So I will share this video for our ten dollars and up Pride subscribers. So you will get to enjoy Alex being beamed up uh, to uh, to the Lisbon lizard people's. Why I just want to, I want to see the anal probing. Yeah, well, that's that's why he went to Portugal. Why else do you go? Um, yeah, you know, I agree that I I think that if there was ever and and 
of course, these fucking idiots. It's like, okay, if you're going to storm Area 51 <laughs> to get proof of aliens, you don't run a month-long social media campaign first and then expect it to fucking be there. It's not going to be there anymore, even if it was there. Stupid. You just got to you gotta do it in the dark web or something to get in there. Yeah, and, uh, and, and none of these people would ever get in anyway. They, I agree. If 15 people will show up. Even if a million people showed up, all the government's going to do is fire the guns in the air, shoot some tear gas, and all these fucking nerds and hippies are going to be like, yeah, and turn around. <laughs> now, are there aliens? I say, without a doubt, yes. Now, have they been to the Earth? I, I put it at 50%. That's my honest opinion. I don't know if we have a, a crashed saucer. I do not think that Area 51 is a crashed uh, saucer. I do think, to agree with you, Alex, I do think, though, that they are testing a highly experimental aircraft i do think that aircraft exist that have capabilities well beyond what we actually see that the government's just kind of yeah. like keep it on wraps yeah. we don't need it we'll use it when we need it uh, down the road there's no point in fucking blowing our load right now you know we'll keep up we'll keep fluffing in the background until the money shots coming does anybody want to address the fact that this whole area 51 thing came up right after the whole jeffrey epstein thing blew up you think it's like uh, to pull attention away from it Oh. I mean, I, 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 I could see that, you know, it does seem like, you know, wars conveniently happen every time people start to talk about the deficit or anything else where it's like, Oh, look over here. So yeah, I could see that, man. Yeah. I mean, and you know, the whole Epstein thing now is, you know, not to get all serious and everything, but um, the press is only really running with this now that they can tie it to a cost yeah, to make it about to make it about Trump. I mean, even Brian, even Brian Stetler, that lisping yep. bag of friggin' estrogen, um, it won't let anybody talk about the plea, the the original plea agreement. Yeah, where you had um, all these people who had written um, letters saying, "Oh, what a great guy he was," like Bill Clinton. Mm, yep. <laughs> you know, so yep. and now it's like, oh, well, we're not, we're not going to be. You're not going to talk about the plea agreement because you know this is an Alex Jones show. It's like it's in evidence. It's yeah. in a frigging court of law. This is something. You, I mean, I think all this stuff is fictional, but you guys think it's real, so yeah. we're not allowed to bring it up. Well, how about the connection with, you know, Alex Acosta is like, I only excused it because I was told from a higher source that yeah. he is above my pay grade and he is an intelligence <laughs> asset. Yes, he's an intelligence how asset. How about he's, we talk about that? He was working. How about this? He was working at uh, teaching calculus and something else. I can't remember what else it is at a high school, even though he dropped out of college. Yeah. And the headmaster of that high school was Bill Barr's father. Oh, that I didn't know. I yeah. Saw these. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, and, um, and I love how he went from being a, a teacher without a high school degree or whatever, a college degree, uh, to somehow being just, you know, multi, multi millionaire overnight. He's Massad. He's yeah. Massad. Uh, well, he's got a Saudi Arabian passport, for fuck's sake, with yeah. a different name on it. Let's see. Same thing. I mean, he's. I mean, Israel and Saudi Arabia are completely um, in bed together now, which is they insane. are now. It's like how, do, how are the Jews and the Sunnis in bed? I, I'm sorry, I don't. I, I'm I'm done. Literally, I'm strange done on that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm, Alex. What Alex? What do you got? Thing. What do you got? I see you grinning in the camera. No, no, I was just laughing. I've had no. nothing necessary <laughs> to. Uh, I just saw somebody. I think it was Michael Snyder at Liberty Blitzkrieg who put a lot of those points together and started connecting a lot of dots. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I have about it. Yeah, it's I, I dude, I'm I just I've never been more excited to see the fallout from the Epstein thing. Now, granted, like everything that I get excited for, where I think that the powerful uh, are going to be brought down, it's gonna nothing's gonna happen. Nothing yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be it's gonna be whiskey. I'm gonna be whiskey dicking over this shit. <laughs> and it's not gonna happen. So that fucking sucks. But I keep you gotta keep hope alive, man. So I'm keeping hope alive. Yeah, Come on, Epstein. Um... Come on, Epstein. Release it. And also, oh, real quick. All right, we gotta. We, all right. Five minutes. We're going to talk about this real quick. Speaking of, of people that might have dirt on other people, did you see John McAfee's tweets today? Yeah, today? No. Today? Or it was today or yesterday? Where he's like, Oh, oh my! It was. It was yesterday. On, yesterday. Yesterday, right? Where it was a. It was somebody else took it yeah. over his account, and then yeah, they're tweeting. They're like, McAfee has been taken into custody. 
you know, he has information. If he's not released within, you know, whatever, 48 hours, he's going to start releasing this trove of information to the media. What's in the trove? Okay, let's end the show on this. What's in the trove? What's in the trove? What's your best guess? Clinton kill list. Oh, that's a good one. All right. That's a, that's a good one. And good we one. know the Clintons have notoriously lax security on their servers. McAfee software might have, been, might have been embedded in those computers. What if McAfee had just been fucking downloading the Richard Powerful's info via his McAfee Everyone, software? Literally everybody's. Right? <laughs> right Alex, what do you think? What's, what's on the what's McAfee? That's gonna- actually, I, I might agree with you there. I think that's a pretty good uh, way to put it. I know he sold the company, but maybe he's got some software and he's just got all the billionaires well, and all the, all the Wall Street and politicians. He's got everything they ever said. I, yeah, I have to go. I, I, I should say something different, but I love the idea of the Clinton kill list being yeah. released. But I, <laughs> but I think that he, I mean, you think about it, it's a security software. This was during an era, right? When McAfee was installed on everything, even when he was still at yeah. the company, it was on everything and it was impossible to fucking remove. I remember that. It was impossible to get off your computer. And people weren't sophisticated enough to know if there's back doors in those. Oh, the back door. Oh, the, you, they all had back doors yeah. back then. I mean, they still have back doors now, but the back doors now are run by uh, DHS and uh, yeah. those. Uh, have uh, yeah, access. they exist. But, but back then it was personal. I mean, these guys would have, these guys would brag about how they had backdoors and how they could collect all this information, all this personal that, information. I guarantee, man, that's what he was doing. So I am excited. Okay. So if it's not, let's see, what's, what else can I reveal? It's not the Clinton kill list. I'm going to go with, instead of the kill, Clinton kill list, I'm going to go with, well, the real JFK shooter probably wouldn't be accessible, but maybe it's in a government file. Hmm? JFK no, I, I would say I would say it was information that was traded since the internet. Since, yeah, probably. Since 1992. Yeah, probably. So, um, how about that? Definitely in the man, oh, man to like prepare for this. How about this then? Uh, the uh, back. Uh, how about this? Communications that are revealed, taken from uh, government servers or whatever, or uh, high people servers that definitively say that the United States knew that the attacks on 9-11 were going to happen. Oof. Oof. That would be um, a good one. That would that, be an impressive one. I mean, what would happen to the country? That's uh, nothing. No. <laughs> Fall on deaf ears. Everybody they, just... they voted. They voted somebody else. That's still going to fuck them in the ass. That's what happened. <laughs> it's no all lube. the same. No, no lube. Sand in the Vaseline. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. So, so who do you want to get fucked by? Uh, all right. Well, gentlemen, I'll, I'll wrap it on that. This is a, This was a pleasure. Uh, thank you both for coming on. Much appreciated to you, to all of you. Cheers. There you go. Cheers your cameras. <laughs> awesome, guys. So, again, Pete Mance Raider Raymond, thank you for coming on. Of course, hey, Pete, give your, your plugs where everybody can find you, listen to uh, you, see you. As of yesterday, I became the managing editor at libertarianinstitute.org. Congrats. I saw your post about that. Thank you. Um, so anybody who has any submissions, um, send them on over. There's a submissions tab up there. Um, Free Man Beyond the Wall podcast. And um, still, we're st- even though we've hit our goal for um, what we were collecting, what we were asking for for our documentary, if you go to Indiegogo, and uh, if you go to the Indiegogo website and you search the Monopoly on Violence, you can still uh, get perks associated with um, contributing to the project for the Monopoly on Violence documentary that we are putting together. How much is it to get a producer credit for Lions of Liberty? <laughs> 500 bucks. <laughs> done! Fucking we, done! We have, um, and check this out, we, we have 20 people who have signed up at that level to be producers for this. That's awesome. There are a lot of people that are excited about this project. That's awesome. I want to, I want like an animated Lions of Liberty graphic though. Kind of like the MGM lion, you know, like they have a million people, million graphics of the start of movies. I want the MGM lion, but with the Lions of Liberty logo going Rawr! at the beginning of it. Oh, uh, we would, I mean, you just have a, um, <laughs> have your own title card with Lions of Liberty podcast. Yes. And All put right. the, oh yeah. I'm that talking. Would, to, I'm going to talk to the boys about this. Unless <laughs> Apple.com wants to sponsor Alliance Liberty production of uh, Monopoly on Violence. <laughs> Alex, talk to your boss. 
All right, Alex. <laughs> we get, we get like a get a two for one deal. Yeah, exactly. All right, Alex. I, I already said ammo.com, but uh, wait, talk talk more about ammo.com, where they can find you, and what you guys stand for, real quick, in case people don't know. Yeah, so ammo.com is an online ammunition retailer. We are Freedom Fighters, which is why we sponsor podcasts such as Lions of Liberty, Pork Fest, um, FeeCon, and then as well, we voluntarily donate 1% of every sale to a pro-freedom organization. So when you buy from our website, you're going to see 16 organizations drop down as soon as you check out and you choose where that goes, one being Mises. Um, there's Feed, there's FFF. So I know you said you like Jason Hornberger. Um, and we have a number of organizations on there and you can find us pretty much on every form of social media, just ammo.com. And then you can email me at alex at ammo.com and get your discount using the Lions of Liberty landing page. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> can, I ask, can I ask a question? Yeah, of course. Are you the original owner of that URL? Uh, no. Okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you don't look 50. <laughs> what is it? It's our landing page is just ammo.com forward slash lines of liberty, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. But just making sure there's no underscores or anything. Like Brian McWilliams or something. Yeah, I mean, people would probably go there first. I <laughs> am popular. All right, guys. Well, again, thank you both for coming on. This has been uh, as fun as I would have imagined it would be. So, guys, make sure to check out ammo.com. Make sure to check out Pete at Free Man Behind the Wall, Beyond the Wall. I said Behind the Wall. And uh, at Libertarian Institute. And uh, that's it. So from all of us, from the Lions of Liberty, from me, Brian McWilliams, and from Electric Liberty Land, always stay plugged into liberty.